The following Marx Daily Apple article was written by Mark Sisson and is narrated by Brock Armstrong. The Definitive Guide to Walking At first glance, this title probably threw you off. I mean, a guide to walking? Are we moderns really that dysfunctional that we can't even walk correctly? Come on, Sisson, you must be out of ideas. Bear with me here. It may seem silly to need a definitive guide to walking, but I think we do. First off, walking is no longer necessary for basic everyday survival. There are expectations, of course, but for the most part, the average person reading this blog can get by just fine without walking more than a couple hundred yards each day. Whether via buses, trains, cars, bikes, or delivery vehicles, you're not going to starve or die of thirst just because you don't or can't walk. I'll argue that walking is an essential human activity that we ignore to our ultimate detriment, but millions of people do exactly that and think nothing of it. Progress? In a wider societal sense, sure, but on an individual level, people still need to walk. Second, because walking is no longer necessary, we, the general inclusive we, not necessarily the Vibram-clad elite, have forgotten how, when, where, and why to walk. Our technique is shot. We lack proper scope. A mile sounds daunting. And we don't even think to make time for regular walking for walking's sake. And walking is seen as the last resort to be employed only when the tire's busted, the train isn't running, or the bus is late. Kids don't walk home from school anymore, what with all the lurking pedophiles, and people hop into the car to run down to the corner market. I don't always like to pull the grok logic card because it doesn't always apply to our current situation. Here though, yeah, it makes sense, so pull it I shall. Walking is our birthright. The weird way we humans do it, obligatory, upright, hands-free to wield tools and weapons, harsh sunlight coming down on us from an angle instead of head-on, relatively generous glutes making the whole production go, gives us a survival advantage. Well, it gave us enough of one to help us blanket the globe with funny-shaped footprints. And our feet aren't exclusive to Homo sapiens. A 1.5 million years old Homo egaster footprint preserved in Kenyan mud reveals that hominids have been using essentially the same feet and the same stride for hundreds of thousands of years. That means that before our big complex brains hit the scene, the same feet you enjoy today were stomping mud and carrying our distant ancestors around. These feet are millions of years in the making. I'd say that's a pretty good track record, and I think it would be a shame if we didn't utilize them. Grok walked a lot. Heck, he walked everywhere. Riding animals didn't appear until the agricultural revolution, so unless you buy into the ancient aliens theory, you accept that our Paleolithic ancestors relied on self-ambulation to get around. It seems pretty plausible to suggest that we're probably well adapted to walking on a regular basis. I'd go so far as to posit that walking might even be highly beneficial to our health and well-being. Given our extensive history with the activity, you might even say our genes expect us to walk. 
What does the evidence show? Surprise, surprise, walking is good for you and enacts multiple beneficial changes in our bodies. To name a few, kids who walk to school are fitter than peers who do not. Older, healthy adults who walk briskly live longer than those who don't. Healthy adult males who engage in short bouts of brisk walking experience lower resting blood pressure and postprandial triglycerides. Regular walking improves working memory in older adults. Walking improves longevity in women over 70 years of age. Walking programs improve cognitive ability in people with Alzheimer's. I could go on, but I won't. Suffice it to say, walking is overall a healthy activity. I don't think there's any disputing that. Besides, droning on about the physiological benefits of walking detracts from the real reason I want you to walk so much. It's an enjoyable way to get out, move, be active, and experience the world. Despite it being our birthright and really healthy and all that jazz, many of us would be well served with some walking technique tips. Note that I don't condone the use of bulky, heel-centric shoes, so all technique tips given assume that you are barefoot or in minimalist shoes with minimal to zero heel drop. Sorry, but that's just how I roll. The Leisurely Stroll This is the everyday walk you use when walking to the farmer's market, through the mall or down to the watering hole across relatively flat ground. Lead with the heel, a straight but not locked leg, touch down briefly and lightly before transferring the weight onto the balls of your feet. What you get is a smooth rolling sensation. Check to make sure your glutes are firing by walking with your hands on your cheeks. You should feel the glutes tense up with each step. In public, this looks suspect, so do the self-assessment from the comfort of your own home. This is not heel striking, which is a running style characterized by repeatedly slamming one's heel into the ground to the ultimate detriment of one's lower extremities. This is heel touching, and it's far less abrasive. The stalk. When you're hunting something or making your way across an uneven landscape dotted with rocks, sticks, and other bits, use the stalk. Keep your knees slightly bent at all times. Walk by focusing on the balls of your feet. Your heels will touch, but your midfoot lands first. Take shorter steps than you would when heel touching. Walking uphill. Land four to midfoot first. Touch down with the heel and engage your glutes to propel you upward. Repeat with other foot. Walking downhill. I like landing with my entire foot, maybe the heel first, but I try to land with my whole foot. Walking downhill is an exercise in stopping yourself from hurtling downward, so this can get tough. Absorb the impact with your hips by keeping the weight on your heels rather than your toes. Whichever method of walking you use, always keep your torso on top of your hips. Stay upright. You're a biped, so act like it. A floppy torso that bends and sways throws off your balance and wastes valuable energy. Stay tall. In my experience, it's the easy, seemingly inconsequential stuff that's the hardest to sell. The crazier, more unconventional stuff gets all the attention. Tons of people get out there and do heavy squats, order grass-fed cows, buy the latest Vibram model, learn to love liver, and proudly stride barefoot into the grocery store. But they drove to get there. 
It's the easy things like walking regularly and often that are somehow the hardest to do. They're the easiest to ignore. Walking? Yeah, it's nice, it's relaxing, but it won't put on the mass and elicit the hormonal response of a set of heavy deadlifts. It isn't sexy. Walking matters, folks. Big time. If we stop moving, even if we're standing at our desks and hitting the gym every day, we're dying. We're telling our bodies that we're giving up, that it's okay to shut down, that all those millions of years of daily constant walking were an aberration, a mistake, a fluke. That's folly. I think you know it, but I don't know if you know it. So get moving, starting tomorrow. Wake up 10 minutes early tomorrow and use that extra time to walk around the block. Practice the different walking techniques. Go barefoot. Feel the ground beneath you. Enjoy the still, dewy blades of grass slipping between your toes. Feel the serrated edges stimulate the long dormant nerves. Ignore the mythical broken glass, infected syringes, and rusty nails littering the ground, and welcome the occasional uncomfortable rock digging into your soul. It happens, but that's life, and it's okay. Just keep it moving and leave it all behind. Do you take time out of your schedule to walk? Should you? Do you have better things to do? Let us know how you incorporate walking into a world where walking is a leisure activity. Thanks for listening, everyone. Many health experts believe that gut bacteria represents the next breakthrough in optimizing health and immune function. When you nourish healthy intestinal flora with primal eating habits and the high-potency probiotics in primal flora, you protect yourself from the everyday illnesses and compromised digestion that are common in stressful modern life. The unique strains of probiotics in primal flora help you improve digestion and regularity, bolster immune function, and can even assist you with weight loss by optimizing fat metabolism. One daily capsule is all it takes to ensure your body is thriving with billions of healthy gut bacteria so that you can enjoy optimal health 24-7. Order Primal Flora today at PrimalBlueprint.com to take advantage of our risk-free trial.